0: I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20 year relationship to alcohol without labels counting days or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome, welcome, my beautiful listeners. How are you? I feel like it's been a while since we talked, but I know it hasn't. So much is happening so quickly. What I wanted to remind you is that seeds have the same cycle of growth now as they did before. What that means is pay attention to nature. When you get overwhelmed, you can notice the cycles of the seasons and it is very grounding. We have a magnetic frequency that aligns with the same frequency of the earth. This is a real thing. So grounding, you may have heard people talking about, and if not, this is a real powerful thing. When we connect to the outer elements with our physical body and our senses, it realigns our nervous system in a way where we don't have to really intentionally think new thoughts. We just shift our focus, but also our cells are vibrating at a certain frequency. Our, our body is made up of light, sound, water. Water. Vibe, and it vibrates, it's energy. So when you connect with the 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 essence of who you are, which is organic material, right? You're not a computer, um, which is why when we are so connected to that, which we aren't naturally, we easily get overwhelmed. It easily creates an imbalance. It easily um, takes our minds into an unknown future of you know potentially gloom and doom so what I like to do is remember that a seed is planted and the earth thaws and then there's a sprout you know a little sprout and then a flower and a bud and then the fruit and then we eat it and then the whole thing happens again and that happens at the same rate all of the time, that's not being sped up. But sometimes our mind gets sped up with emotions, um, and the the discomfort of emotion can often seem like it lasts a really long time. Where when we're feeling good, you know, we kind of overlook that. We're we're constantly searching for that, but then when we get there, it's it's here and then gone. And then, you know, we might be back to kind of just heavier ways of being. And one of the things that I think is really important to remember is that we are indoctrinated into a belief system. So, you know, story. So from the day you're born, your parents teach you certain things based on cultural norms and so on and so forth. And one of the things that we've really been missing and I, I, you've heard me talk about this, as I feel like the human is evolving to emotional intelligence, which is a human liberation model. When we liberate, when we free ourselves from needing to be a certain way, we liberate the experience of being human. Um, so there's this kind of indoctrination that's really false and creates so much suffering in the world that, that the goal is to always be happy. That if I'm not happy, something is wrong. But I think when we can take a step back and look at the the breadth of human emotion, and not have a preference, not be, um, you know, thinking one place is good and one place is bad, we see this as just our experience of being alive, and that that, that is what it's really about is to is about experiencing and embodying these different sensations and these different ways of being and that potentially maybe we even chose this, you know, before we were embodied, maybe. I like to think about that. Um, But without emotion and all of it, you know, not just the feel-good stuff, but without all of it, everything else would be meaningless, so just remind yourself as the um as the observer and the researcher of your life, as the examiner of your life. Oh, okay, now I'm experiencing this. Wow, what does that feel like? So you can sh- take a shift of perspective. And instead of adding your subjective interpretation to a specific emotion because of what you make it mean about you, your worth, your safety, your value, whatever, when you take that piece away, which is a choice, which is optional, you can just get super curious and and you can remind yourself, oh, okay, now I'm feeling this. And what's really important because sometimes we can get lost in the void of despair. I know I can. I've always been <laughs> waxing and waning between um uh you know bliss and existentialism my entire life, but I've accepted that as part of my experience and um that I hope it, you know, adds value in the way of my inquisitive nature can get a little overwhelming sometimes, but then I refocus. I ask myself, you know, what's the conversation I'm having and where am I placing my attention? Our attention is our energy. So where our attention goes, energy flows. So if you're only ever focusing on the same story that you've heard so many times, like how many times do you need to watch the news and hear the same information? Like it's the same thing. So what you have to do is just decide what feels like the best knowledge for you, And then focus your precious attention on the things that you want to create in your life because life is still happening in and around us all of the time. But really taking pause to notice the feel-good emotions when you're proud of yourself, when your partner or your kid or you see a random act of kindness, like really embodying that and really remembering that, you know you're we are um that there's something bigger going on here that we are a part of this natural world, and you know I've talked about this before, but i I feel like it's so important to remember and that grounding piece I went up to um this local lake up in the mountain this weekend by myself, and you know things happen so much quicker i'm I feel like a hundred pounds lighter when I don't have Emmett with me because he's amazing, but there's just like all of this negotiation that happens where I can take the kayak and just go for an hour and it's not a big deal. But I got there and it was pretty busy, like really busy. And it's a pretty tiny lake. There's like this beautiful mountain view. Um, and I almost didn't go because it wasn't, you know, my expectation. But I thought, man, everyone's having so much fun. Look at this. On paddle paddleboards and kayaks and little groups of floaties and Um, it was so cute. I got out there and like people were just randomly talking to me and saying hi. I was just minding my own business, kind of observing and reading a little bit. And um, yeah, it was just so sweet to remember the vibrancy of life that happens when we're in nature and when we're not focused. Our thoughts... Are focused on being in nature and being in this thing that brings us joy, then in that moment, the fear doesn't even exist because we only have moment to moment. It doesn't mean you can't make yourself feel more secure and protect yourself, but reminding yourself that, like, I have this moment is the opportunity to feel however I want to, right? To choose what I'm going to focus my precious attention on. Your attention is the hottest commodity, right? So reminding yourself who is making money off of my emotions is so important to remember because most of the time someone is, right? Like you want to be in control of that. You want to know how you're directing the, the choices that you're making from your emotional state, which is why we drink, right? Right? To kind of negate all of that, having to even figure it out. But then like the the decisions are still there and the habitual thought patterning and and all of that is still there. So we are already in episode four of, so we are already at mistake number four, (laughs) which you know, we'll go back and review the five mistakes that make quitting drinking impossible. The first mistake is that there are no mistakes. Right? There is no such thing as right or wrong. There is just your subjective interpretation. There is no such thing as good or bad because there are 7 billion people in this world. There might be more than that. I'm not sure I should look it up. But everyone's brain works differently. And this is really important for today's episode. Number two is strategy. You can't learn something new doing things the way that you've been doing them that didn't work. Right? So you have to have a new approach, a new strategy. Not in the form of action, but in the form of mindset. Because if we just always change the action and the outer, like the outer circumstance, the brain stays the same, the emotions stay the same, we'll find more problems and, you know, the brain comes with you. Number three is deciding who's queen. Right. So instead of realizing that alcohol is the same, alcohol is a drug, alcohol is a neurotoxin. This isn't to blame or shame, but like alcohol will always do this thing. It solves my problems for a minute, but it has all these other effects and it's just not in alignment with who I'm becoming. Right. So instead of thinking that and realizing that. You think that you have the problem, but alcohol is the normal thing. But I beg to differ. I think that it's the opposite, right? I don't think alcohol in the way that in which it's um, been normalized <laughs> is the normal way. I think that says a lot about the mental health of our culture. Um, that there's like, dig, you know, like we like to put band-aids on things, but not get to the root because that takes more work. But in the end, like you have more control over your life and you win and it doesn't take as much time, right? So you might've been drinking for 20, 30, 40 years. It doesn't take that much time to dismantle that habit from strategy, from a new mindset, from the process of embodied emotion, right? None of it's as scary as you think it's going to be. Stuff will come up, but you'll have support. You'll have a different perspective. You'll be the curious investigator of your life. And like, hmm, what's happening here? What does that feel like? Versus like, you know, your body's instant reaction is get me the hell out of here. What's going on? Today, the fourth mistake that makes quitting drinking impossible is OPP. Do you guys remember that song? You down with OPP? This isn't about other people's property. This is other people's problems. What will they think? This is by far the biggest thought and worry that everyone has about socializing, about what other people will think about them. And so there's some thoughts that you have, like, you know, you constantly justifying it with different types of people. They won't care. They'll support me. I'll be awkward. I'll be left out. They'll think I'm weird. Why won't I fit in? Why am I acting differently, right? So trying to figure out other people's brains is the biggest mistake we can ever make for anything because there are so many people in this world, like I said, that you would have to figure out and ask every single person, how do you want me to show up? And what's going to feel comfortable for you if I change my relationship to alcohol, right? We can't do that. It's exhausting. And you also just can't avoid everyone, right? Um, so what you have to do is change the way you're thinking about it. And you have to understand what you're making it mean about you, because the reason that alcohol is challenging, because it's interwoven into the fabric of our lives, into our identity, so it has created. There's all of these pathways that with the, that are associated with alcohol in your brain, and a lot of them have to do with your survival, right? How you fit into the world. Your your tribe, your your people, how you have identified. But when you kind of when you get to unpack it, you realize this is just a liquid in, in a bottle and if it's dictating your whole life then there's something there's something going on here right so it becomes the center of your your ego in this liquid now are like the center of the universe they are the sun and everything else around it is orbiting and it's like how am i interacting with all of these things with this perspective but you what you have to do is you have to You got to get yourself out of the center and you got to take a wider lens and you have to generate new evidence from a neutral perspective. You have to go in saying, I actually don't know, but I'm just going to find out and get curious because what's the worst that can happen? You cannot figure out other people. And the other thing, you know, the big thing is will people think I have a problem? And like I just said to you, you get to think about changing your relationship to alcohol in whatever way you want to. It's no longer in alignment with the person I want to be in the world. The alcohol doesn't align with my values. It doesn't align with how I want to show up. I want to show up more present. I want to understand my emotions better, right? So from that perspective to me, it's like, well, what's wrong with that? I don't want to to check out. I want to still have fun, but I just want to be me. And really with alcohol, there is an, something about you and who you are naturally or your life that you are not accepting. So what parts of you aren't you accepting as the way they are? What parts of you don't you think other people will accept as the way they are? And does that matter and why? Because if it's something that you fully believed in, You know, say you're, you know, you have a food preference, right? You're a vegetarian, but you're like so into it and you don't care what other people's opinions are. It doesn't bother you, right? But people might have all of these things, opinions about you, or you're a cyclist, or you drive a um, Hummer, right? It's like, you are so into that you're bought and sold. And so you don't, what other people think is a moot point to you. Because guess what? It's not about you. What other people think is never about you, it's always about them because you can do the exact same thing, you can have the exact same action, and five different people in the room are going to think and feel five different ways, and you cannot live your life to figure that out. Now, if there's someone that you really care about and say, you know, your partner, for example this was this was my experience, my personal experience. My partner and I very much enabled each other in our drinking relationships, and we decided as a family that we didn't want alcohol to be the way that we were influencing our children anymore and the lifestyle that we wanted. we just didn't want that we wanted to enjoy our lives differently now he started his alcohol journey way before I did. <laughs> I was in denial <laughs> um i didn't I thought he had a problem, and i didn't right. I come to like have a completely different belief framework around it clearly um and what we what we decided because we had tried to quote unquote quit together was. Our brains are different. Our experiences are different. We have different triggers. We have all these different things. We're not going to judge each other. This is the direction we're going in. Let's support each other, not say, hey, let's go get a drink, but not, you know, do it together. And so we had this conversation about it, right? Um, Now, if, if, if that was different, if I never would have change my relationship to alcohol, if he hadn't changed his relationship to alcohol, things might look different. There may be another conversation. So you can get consent from someone, but all of these things that you think it means about you or what this person's going to... Um this person's going to support me, this person's going to judge me, I don't know how this person feels, I don't really want to talk to this person, all of that you have got to put aside because none of it matters. At the end of the day, you're making this decision for the results that you want in your life. You have to make your decisions for you. No one else can make them for you 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 don't need to talk about it you don't need to tell anyone you don't need to do anything you don't want to regardless of who the person is you have to become very clear about your boundaries for yourself first and implement them and once you start to generate some evidence and confidence and excitement and pride around it then it won't matter this is so crucial every single person's thoughts or words About your relationship to alcohol is a neutral circumstance. You get to think whatever you want about it. And what I would consider as a thought is it's not about me. It's about every single thing that has led up to that point in their life for the way in which they interpret the world right? And even your relationship to alcohol. You might have a drinking buddy that feels like, you know, you're abandoning them. Like, oh my God, things are never going to be the same. You might also have a drinking buddy that thinks, oh my God, I'm so excited. I really wanted to start doing different alcohol-free activities. You might have a drinking buddy that thinks, wow, I really respect that person right? In their brain. So much of people's thoughts, you don't know. They're not going to say it unless you ask. So you cannot go your entire life (laughs) hypothetically trying to figure out what other people are thinking. You can't read other people's brains, right? And nor should you want to. Who wants to be in someone else's brain? If you want information, you can ask, you can get consent, you can get an agreement. I mean, that's still not hundred percent guaranteed, I talked to very few people about changing my relationship to alcohol. I was so excited about it. I mean, besides Matthew. And when I did, I would say, yeah, I'm examining my relationship to alcohol. And 99.9% of the time, most people that I knew were like, yeah, I've been thinking about that too, because the chances are if you hang out, if you drink a lot, you hang out with drinkers, right? Now, people might not want to admit that because they're not in that same headspace. But people that drink regularly, most people have woke up on a Monday morning and said, I'm never drinking again. Why? Most people have done that, have had drinking that they regret. Now that's optional and I don't recommend that either. I think you can just say, oh yeah, that's right. Alcohol does that to me. Okay, cool. Moving on. I'll store that information for later. How am I going to make the most of this day? Right? Because we know shame doesn't do anything. So when you are examining your relationship to alcohol You have to ask yourself, what would I need to believe, what do I believe to accept myself as I am naturally? And a lot of times our fears about how other people respond are a reflection of our own beliefs, our own subconscious beliefs that we just don't know. What do I need to believe about other people to accept them as they are? So that means however they feel, think, or act is something that, you know, you also can validate, which makes the process different. If you and your partner have been drinking together for 30 years and it was the foundation of your relationship, there might be some, some things that might come up. But you get to observe those as well. So don't create hypothetical scenarios that you have no evidence for, that you have no clue of. And guess what? People's beliefs and thinking changes all the time. So although you might feel like you really know a person, A, it doesn't matter. And B, you don't actually know unless you ask them. And even that is, you know, I mean, people can say whatever they want. Sometimes people say things to people, please, whatever. It doesn't matter when you show up with confidence and you show up not making it a huge deal. It's only a big deal in your mind. No one else cares. People are more worried about where they're getting their next drink. So remember, OPP, other people's problems, your relationship to alcohol, and what other people think is their problem and not Yours. If you want to have a conversation and try to validate it, if someone comes to you with concern, go for it. But if you show up acting neutral, casual, that is how the whole thing will go. So you get to decide the energy and the belief that you want to bring to the table, and then the energy around you will follow suit. And, you know, if someone asks you about having a problem, say, yeah, I do have a problem with alcohol. It's poisoning me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all you need to really say is that, yeah, I've just been there, done that, and I'm moving on. Like, I'm just kind of over it, right? Now, it feels really big and heavy. It doesn't feel that nonchalant for you right now. I get it. But you have to step into that neutral place for all of your thoughts, for all of the circumstances, not just some of them, because this is how you can really observe and start to generate evidence to the contrary of your beliefs that it's going to be such a big deal to everyone, right? What you'll find out is how you feel about hanging out with people that are drinking and what drinking looks like on the other side. That's how you will find out, right? I mean, it really is truly that you are in this position because so much of you is awakening To a new reality, to a new way that you want to live your life. And alcohol is just not in alignment with it. And that's okay. That's a good thing. Okay. And I know that it's challenging, but your beliefs look at our world. I mean, give it three months and then there's a new, you know, a new belief about something. We are easily adaptable. We're easily indoctrinated, right? So indoctrinate yourself with the, positive things, with the things that you want in your life. Our brains are very, very influential. The other thing that you need to do, and this is part of strategy, is decide how you want to feel. So at the beginning, you can just stay neutral, curious, observe, compassionate for yourself, give yourself permission to leave, but just decide how you want to feel. I want to feel super proud of myself for being who I am, for for not drinking, right? Come up, show up with that energy. I'm proud that I'm willing to feel discomfort. I'm proud that I'm willing to explore my life. I'm proud and excited to see my friends from a new perspective, to maybe have a more engaging, intimate conversation. It's never about you and it's not your problem. What you (laughs) need to realize is your problem is just your thinking that it is. That is all. It always comes back to your emotions and your thinking. So decide how you want to feel about your people and I, you know, typically I would say don't lump everyone in together and do just like a generalized broad brushstroke. But for this in particular, like if you're talking about the people that you hang out with regularly, because those are the people you're going to care about the most, right? You mean you don't care about the, the grocery store person. However, you know, people, if you have like a regular place you hang out, that might be a thought too. But decide how, what you want to believe. I want to believe that everyone will respect my decision to live my life the way that I want to. I want to believe that the more I respect my decision to live my life the way I want to, that energy is felt and people respond to me with respect the more I respect myself. It's a beautiful day. I highly recommend taking your shoes off at some point today and walking around in your backyard or in a park. Have an amazing day. Talk to you soon. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't